0: Evening prayer begins on page 21. Watch ye, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even or at midnight, or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest, coming suddenly, he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts And grant a most merciful Father for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and Merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his holy Spirit. Amen, our Father, who art in heaven.
1: and our mouth shall shall forth thy praise.
0: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end, amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord.
1: The Lord's name be praised.
0: Psalms six and 13 beginning on page 348. O Lord, rebuke me not in thine indignation, neither chasten me in thy displeasure.
1: Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed.
0: My soul also is sore troubled. But Lord, how long wilt thou punish me?
1: Turn thee, O Lord, and deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake.
0: For in death no man remembereth thee, and who will give thee thanks in the pit?
1: I am weary of my groaning. Every night wash I my bed, and water my couch with my tears.
0: My beauty is gone for very trouble, and worn away because of all mine enemies.
1: Away from me, all ye that work iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping.
0: The Lord hath heard my petition. The Lord will receive my prayer.
1: All mine enemies shall be confounded and sore vexed. They shall be turned back and put to shame suddenly.
0: Psalm 13. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me?
1: How long shall I seek counsel in my soul and be so vexed in my heart? How long shall mine enemy triumph over me?
0: Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes that I sleep not in death.
1: Lest mine enemy say I have prevailed against him. For if I be cast down, they that trouble me will rejoice at it.
0: But my trust is in thy mercy and my heart is joyful in thy salvation.
1: I will sing of the Lord, because he hath dealt so lovingly with me. Yea, I will praise the name of the Lord, Most Highest.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy
1: Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here beginneth the sixth chapter of the book of Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand, Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull, And their ears heavy, And shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, And hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return and be healed. Then I said, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant, the houses are without a man, the land is utterly desolate. The Lord has removed men far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. But yet a tenth will be in it, and will return and be for consuming, as a terebinth tree or as an oak, whose stump remains when it is cut down. So the holy seed shall be its stump. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the
0: Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the book of Revelation. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it, They will desire to die and death will flee from them the shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle on their heads were crowns of something like gold and their faces were like the faces of men they had hair like women's hair and their teeth were like the lion's teeth and they had breastplates like breastplates of iron and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek he has the name Apollyon. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. Then the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels, who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year, were released to kill a third of mankind. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was two hundred million. I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, hyacinth blue, and sulphur yellow. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three plagues a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths for their power is in their mouth and in their tails for their tails are like serpents having heads and with them they do harm but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons and idols of gold silver brass stone and wood which can neither see nor hear nor walk and they did not repent of their murders or their s- sorceries or their sexual immoralities uh, of or their thefts here ended the second lesson
0: lord now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you.
1: And with thy spirit.
0: Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us.
1: And grant us thy salvation.
0: O Lord, save the state.
1: And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee.
0: And do thy ministers with righteousness.
1: And make thy chosen people joyful.
0: O Lord, save thy people.
1: And bless thine inheritance.
0: Give peace in our time, O Lord.
1: For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety.
0: O God, make clean our hearts within us amen lighten our darkness we beseech thee o lord and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only son our savior jesus christ amen good evening all we look at isaiah 6 and revelation 9 there are so many many things that we could draw out as being of symbolic note but I think in the, the logic of the lectionary, as it's presented to us here in this uh, week of Advent, it's significant for us actually to begin in the Psalms, Psalm 6 compared with Psalm 13. And really the thing that connects these two Psalms for our reading tonight and pairs them with these two lessons for tonight is this recurring theme of the righteous who, when they hear the the sort of solemn proclamations of God, respond with repentance and with the a kind of a um, kind of sorrowing and a kind of pain that attends repentance and the contrition one uh, one has for one's sins. And this being the thing that restores, the, this, thing, this being the posture of one who is then restored and lifted up in their humility to stand upright among the righteous in the counsel of God. Whereas those who think they stand in face of the solemn proclamation of God and his judgments that are proclaimed over the earth that person who believes themselves worthy to stand is the one who is thrown down and cast down. And in the second, uh, sort of in the second Psalm tonight, 13, we see these two groups again contrasted, the remnant of the righteous who, are, who sort of stand getting hemmed in on every side by the, the overwhelming flood of the wicked, um, and yet are never extinguished from the, from the presence of the world and always stand as an, as an indictment to the wicked, more and more to their shame and to their misery, that they're unable to eradicate entirely the faithful from among the earth. Um, but that is a, an, an experience of testing for the faithful themselves, who have to entrust themselves continually to the vindication of God, who sort of exalts them again and again, despite their severe persecution, um, and, and by the end of that psalm, we see the faithful, the faithful voice of the psalmist, who is sort of giving the voice box for this group of this remnant faithful, sort of rejoicing in God's ultimate vindication of the righteous. So as we turn to Isaiah 6, that's really what's going on here is uh, we're meant to see Isaiah 6 and Re- Re- Revelation 9 um, as, as sort of centering around the same location, which is the golden altar of the throne room of God in heaven. Um, and this being the image that is, um, sim- that is sort of symbolically represented by the altar of the temple. Um, and so both John the divine, who is receiving this apocalypse, uh, this apocalyptic vision, and also the prophet Isaiah are both witnessing this, this sort of, this series of proclamations that are coming from the throne of God on the other side of his altar and are being sort of poured out upon the, the land, poured out among the peoples of the land um, in response to them, and in, as, the, as they are the cause of those things, and so what we what we see, we have to kind of look at the logic of both books. In Isaiah six, this proclamation that goes out, and, and for which Isaiah is chosen as the as the prophetic vessel of that message, is one of um, one that carries with it the effect of calling to repentance, but at the same time um, acknowledging the hardness of the heart of the people that is. Even as the message goes out, already too hardened against um, any call back to God and any call back to repentance, and so um, will result in desolation. Um, and, And so Isaiah's message, for as much as it is a, it is in line with the rest of the prophetic messages to come back to the to Torah, come back to the ways of the Lord. It is it is understood that it will be met entirely with indifference and with a hardening of heart, and so this message of repentance, despite um, the hope one might have in it in theory, becomes an effect for all those who are receiving it, a condemnation and a judgment that aids to their misery because it's one more message that they fail to adhere to and one more sort of, um, one more sort of nail in their coffin as the sort of mounting judgment that's being stirred up in the north among the babylonians is being called forth now to come down and and sweep down and 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 destroy everything that is really the image that's being invoked in revelation 9 as we see the fifth and sixth trumpet judgments Um, this is again the image of the captivity judgment of the old testament the stirring up of the armies of the north that act as this sort of symbolic, continual symbolic um, scourge of justice that sweeps down um, sweeps down into the, 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 the promised land and purges it of all the unrighteous and, pur- and scatters them all from the center of the promised land, which is the temple at Jerusalem. Now, if we remember in Revelation 7 and 8, by this point, 5, 6, 7, and 8, by this point, we've seen all the faithful sealed on their foreheads with the name of God and are confirmed. Um, as those faithful to him, the faithful remnant. They've been gathered to the inner courts of the temple, and now the unrighteous have swelled against that temple court and have taken all the promised land And really it's seen as the faithful remnant kind of in that central place where where the altar of God is and everywhere else has been consumed by unrighteousness. And now that flood of judgment from the north is being called down. And so what this is is an image of both Old Testament Israel and also of the end of all things is this is continually the pattern of the world against the faithful. And again, the pattern of God's response to it is to send forth a proclamation of judgment um, that for the righteous has been for them a call to repentance, and they have repented. But for the unrighteous, those who refuse and harden their hearts, is, is again another another sort of um, another token that goes that that will testify against them. And that's ultimately shown in both of these cre- weird apocalypse creatures that are described in in, in chapter nine. They they have uh, the sort of brimstone that comes forth from their mouths, and if we remember back in. Revelation five and six, the image of the two witnesses, their prophecy of repentance uh, was, this, was depicted in the same way, as smoke and a brimstone going out from their mouth and it being received by some and ignored by many. Um, and now all of that has turned to, a, a, that, that sort of message of judgment has now turned into a message, a sort of a sentence of condemnation that is now being executed on the earth. And it will culminate in the next chapter as we see the seventh trumpet blow and the, the fullness of the wrath of God is then unleashed on the world because the great divorce has happened. The faithful have been separated from the unfaithful. And now the, the, the righteous cry of the martyrs under the altar of God that we saw back in, in seven is now being executed on the earth. And so all of these things sort of are, are, are sort of different facets of the same vision. And that's what unites them for us tonight. But we'll turn now to our intercession for the evening on page 590, remembering as we do those for whom we are praying this evening. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, And give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all.